When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to Chronicle Live over on Facebook and Twitter. Joined by our Chief Sports Writer, Lee Ryder, who's down at Ellen Road. And Lee, after that performance, how would you sum it up? 5-2 to Leeds United. Not a good night for Newcastle. No, not not a good night at all. And, you know, I, I suppose it's easy for people to factor in uh, the sort of COVID problem they've had at the club. But I just thought Newcastle crumbled in the closing stages and some of the defending was just unforgivable. It was almost, you know, Sunday league defending really at times when Leeds were falling over themselves trying to to get in on the act. And after Newcastle had, you know, pushed forward, they just didn't have the the, the desire. That that word was was missing, desire to, to get back and even make a challenge. And, you know, I felt sorry for people like Jamal Lewis who were trying to get in last gasp challenges. I certainly felt sorry for Carl Dollar, who was left fully exposed by the end. But realistically, I think, you know, we're going to look back at this one and say it's been a pretty disastrous night all round, really, for Newcastle. They went ahead, never looked fully in control, never looked comfortable. Leeds never made them look comfortable um, or allowed them to be comfortable, sorry. And in the end, you know, the scoreline was... Probably right, because even in the first half, when Newcastle were supposed to have a bit of energy, they were letting Leeds just to have chance after chance. There was 70% possession at half-time. That's quite a remarkable stat for a newly promoted club. You mentioned uh, briefly COVID, and there was a penalty shout as well. A lot of people asking on social media, media whether it would be fair to say that they had an impact on the game. What is your view on that? I mean, you've said that it's probably not fair to kind of say that COVID did have an impact, but the penalty as well. What's your view on those two uh, instances? Yeah, I mean, with the penalty, I looked at it and, you know, it wasn't... For me, it wasn't a nailed-on one. I've seen them not given. You know, I've seen many penalties like that not given. Um, and we can't really paper over the, the cracks for Newcastle because that just simply wasn't going to... It wasn't down to them not getting the penalty. It might have changed the game temporarily, but Leeds just looked so strong and powerful going forward. And I was actually surprised the way Leeds played because I've watched them the last couple of games and they didn't show that. But I think they just they could sense there was a real chance to, to cause some problems tonight. And uh, that's exactly what they've done. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's back to the drawing board for Newcastle now. Hmm. On COVID, uh, Kieran Clark said it, it, it's not fair to say that did have an impact. He said the defending was schoolboy. Do you agree with that sentiment? You said so in the league just earlier. Uh, schoolboy as well, would you say? Well, look, there's, there's no there's no way of putting a positive spin on it. And he's right to come out and say what he said there because uh, that was, I mean, the third goal, I think, was the, the worst where they could have cleared it a couple of times and then, the guy, the back post, Dallas, just completely unmarked, and yeah, it was it was pretty bad. And Newcastle, have, they've been, they've at least shown some good defensive qualities at times this season, but 
Tonight wasn't one of them. It's a big worry. They've got to now, you know, get this out the system somehow in time for the Fulham game. And that that's going to be a real tough one as well now because uh, Newcastle have put pressure on themselves now for this fixture. I don't know what it was like for you watching there at the stadium, but here at home on the TV, Newcastle kind of right from the off, they looked vulnerable. Um, the two wing backs looked vulnerable, you know, Murphy and Lewis, and Leeds were having a lot of joy. And Steve Bruce didn't really do anything to change that. He brought on Kraft later on. But did you did you feel that as well watching the game, especially in the first half and after the interval that Leeds were having too much success down the down the flanks? Yeah, well, I thought Jacob Murphy wasn't at his best tonight. Not his position, we do know that. But, you know, in the first half down that, that left-hand side, Harrison just had the freedom of Ellen Road, really. And, you know, he was probably their best player. But Newcastle allowed him to be like that. They allowed him to, to you know, be able to, to probe and prod down that side. They were virtually unchallenged at, at times in a... Look, it could have been three or four, one at half time. So let's let's not get you know carried away with it being a late collapse. It, Newcastle were lucky to go in level at the break, and uh, you know it, it went from there really. Um, it did, yeah, it did. And uh, there was a few careless moments from individual players, but you know Sean Longstaff gave the ball away for one of the goals, and we've seen just sloppy possession in general from quite a few of the players. Um, what did you make of that, or was it just in general a team performance was just it was just not at the standard we'd expect? Yeah, I mean, they just weren't at the races really. Whether they scored against the runner play, and after that, when they went one and up, they didn't look comfortable at all. So it was just disappointing after you know carving that opening really. Um, the positives, if you're asking me, to be positive. Ryan Fraser being back, looked very good on the break, uh, looked strong. Hopefully he can start the gel again with Wilson. thought Wilson didn't really get the best of service throughout. And in midfield, we were probably overran. I know a lot of people have mixed views about Shelby, but you know he holds the midfield. He's the man who, who sits back and, and, and dictates things. And they probably missed him a little bit. You miss him when he's not there. So... There's certainly changes that can be made to the team for Fulham. Um, there'll be three or four of them who can't have any complaints if they're dropped, maybe four or five, I don't know. Um, but for for Newcastle, they've got to dust themselves down now and, and and get ready for this Fulham game. And then obviously the quarterfinal against Brentford, there's no time for them to, to be down in the dumps. They've got, to, they've got to get on with it now. But this is very poor tonight and um, they probably deserve the criticism that they're getting out there. Just two more questions. We all we've mentioned before this season about the amount of goal about the amount of shots, sorry, that they they concede on you know on goal with Darlow again keeping Newcastle in the game at half time. Um twenty five shots Leeds Leeds had, you know, and had quite a few of them on target. Newcastle's luck is always was always going to run out at some point. How does Steve Bruce fix that? Because it's it is consistent that they do ship a lot of shots, you know, at goal. Well, I think if you go back to videos I've done after games, the sort of the, the gut reaction ones that I do, um, I said, I think it was after Wolves, if Newcastle continue to play the way they're playing, they're going to end up being suffering a rout in, in a game. And that's exactly what they've done tonight. Um, they've been routed uh, five goals. And in other games, Tottenham away, 
let's be honest, at Tottenham it could have been five or six. At Wolves it could have been four or five. So tonight, they've prob- it's pro- it probably caught up with them a little bit, you know, and they have suffered that. So hopefully um, they can sense the reality check that's now ahead of them and um, get it sorted for, for the Fulham game. But, you know, they, they haven't got many days to get ready now. And just finally, the inconsistency of Newcastle is a very frustrating thing. You know, a good chance here to get a win and get on 20 points, you know, um, and, and and carry that momentum through into the Brentford game as well, um, as well as the Fulham game. How frustrating is that, do you think? And how frustrated will Steve Bruce be at the lack of consistency in terms of, you know, building a, a, a winning run? It's, in a way, it's the story of the Steve Bruce era at Newcastle. Um he gets a couple of good results, then they get a bad one, and then maybe they have another stutter, and then just when the pressure is well and truly on, they pop up and get another result. Which is, if you look back at the sequence um, before the two wins, that that's exactly what happened. So we shouldn't be surprised by this in some ways because this is where this is the pattern that Newcastle have played under Steve Bruce. If you look at his record, I think he's he's won. Um, almost as many as he's lost and, and drawn a few in the middle. So it's it's a it's a strange old pattern. But um, they will probably do this defeat if you have you have a look at the statistics. They do they do not win three games in a row um, under Steve Bruce. It's it's one or two. So they need to, uh, as I say, dust themselves down and get ready for that Fulham game, and perhaps more importantly, the Brentford game in the cup because I think. If they can't get to a semi-final, that'll just lift everybody ahead of those two Christmas games against Man City and Liverpool. <laughs> 